The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. Philippians, the fourth chapter, starting at verse six, dear ones, notice, if you will, what the word of the Lord declares with it says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. On today, dear ones, the Lord has impressed upon me that uh, we need to begin to take a look at what he says to us that is found for us here in the book of Philippians, the uh, fourth chapter, verses six and seven. Um, We have dealt with these verses uh, in recent memory. It's been a while, but I believe about a year or so ago we have dealt with these verses. But the Lord impressed upon me that we need to go back and deal with them again. We need to go back and take another look at them. At times, you will see in the scriptures that God will say something. And then down the road in the same book of the Bible, he'll repeat himself and say the same thing again. He will tell his his servant to say the same thing again. I'm seeing that through in the book of Jeremiah. The Lord is repeating himself over and over and over again, saying pretty much the same thing in the book of Jeremiah. And so we have an opportunity at this time to take another look. At what the Lord is saying to us here in Philippians, the fourth chapter, um, verses six and seven. And the topic that the Lord has given me to address on today um, from these verses of Scripture, dear ones, the topic simply is this how to deal with worry. How to deal with worry. We have had in the past year many occasions, many people have had multiple occasions in the past year to worry um, with the pandemic, with the economy, with education, with the political climate, with all that has been going on. We have had much opportunity um, for people to exercise their ability to worry. Um, And some have taken full advantage of that opportunity. Some have taken full advantage of this opportunity that has presented itself to, to them. And For many, a person, dear ones, they're not dealing with it very well. They're not dealing with this opportunity, this experience of worry. They're not dealing with it very well. Um, uh, The Lord impressed upon me to deal with this topic 
Um, and he's impressed upon me. Like I said, I started praying like Monday. So usually after Sunday, I started praying Monday. Okay, well, Lord, what do you want me to say next? You know, where do, where do you need me to go? So I asked the Lord and he impressed upon me to deal with this text. Literally, I got up and, and, and I started to look and reading that, you know, doing things, turned on the news. One story after another was dealing with worry, anxiety, Drug use is up. Suicide is up. Suicide attempts are up. Marital discord is up. Divorce is up. I mean, just one thing after another. And it's all going back to how we are dealing with the stress and the anxiety and the worry that is accompanying the time that we're in. And so it was the Lord just kind of confirms that this, I need you to deal with this again. I, we, we need to deal with it again. Yes, we are dealing with it. Yes, we have dealt with it. And people, you know, are dealing with it in various ways. And many of the ways that they are choosing to deal with it are not very successful, not very good and not very helpful. And so, again, dear ones, the Lord has brought us back to this topic to go over it and deal with it one more time. Now. We know it is as if we no sooner get everyone loaded onto the bus. We no sooner get everybody loaded onto the Bible bus in order to begin our journey into this text. We 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 get everybody loaded on. You get your seats. Make sure your seatbelts buckle. Make sure everybody's sit, everybody ready. Everybody got this stuff. Okay, let's let's start going. We no sooner get everybody on the Bible bus and we start down the road, but then we have to put on the brake. Because we've reached our first point of destination where we have to stop and spend some time. Because as we look at the text, dear ones, the text tells us to be careful for nothing or to worry about nothing. Lord have mercy. And so we no sooner get started than we have to stop. And we have to stop, dear ones, so that we can begin to survey the landscape. Of what exactly it it is that the Lord is saying to us here. There are several things that we have to take note of that are significant for us to take note of. Um, The first thing that we want to take note of, dear ones, is we want to notice who it is that is saying this to us. We have to take note of who the Lord is using at this particular time to give to us this instruction. It would be different if this instruction was coming from somebody like Solomon. The, one of the richest men that ever lived in the world. Yeah. It, it, you know, him telling us, be careful, be anxious for nothing. Well, don't worry about nothing. Bro, you got all kinds of money. Right. You got all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I, 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 I see where you're coming from, but wait, hold on a second. Or it would be different if it was coming from somebody like, like David, you know, king, the first king, the beloved king of Israel, the sweet psalmist of Israel. David, everybody loves you. Everybody is, admires you. You're, you're the people's king. So I get where you're coming from, but hold on. But we have to take note of who it is that's saying this to us. It's significant that the Lord chooses to use the Apostle Paul to share this with us and tell us, be anxious for nothing, be worried for nothing. Now, dear ones, the significance of taking note of who it is that is giving us This encouragement to us is seen in that, as I said, if this type of statement were coming to us from someone who really hadn't ever faced anything that proved to be trying or challenging to them. They've never really faced anything that was trying or challenging to them. Or this type of encouragement was coming to us from somebody whose realm of experience in in facing adversity in this life was small and limited. 
they, they've been through some things, but real small stuff, real limited stuff. Or it was coming to us from somebody who, for the most part, had lived a pretty easy and problem-free life up to this point in time. Dear ones, our willingness to listen to them and to take seriously what it is that they are saying to us, while it may be there, it might be there, it would be there in a very small and limited fashion. So we might listen to what they are saying to us because it is coming from the word of God. But because of who it is that's saying it to us, we would be kind of skeptical and kind of cautious about fully taking heed to what that person was sharing. It would be like the football coach who's trying, who, who they're in the championship game and the football coach is trying to say what play you need to run so you can win the game. But then you take note of the fact that the football coach who's giving you this information, the realm of experience that they have had in playing football is only of the video game sort. So you ain't never played in a game. You ain't never took a hit. You ain't never made a tackle or thrown a pass. You've been doing it on the video screen. And you want to tell us what we need to do to win this game? I don't know about you, bro. <laughs> I don't know if I'm really feeling you right now. But dear ones, when we hear this statement, but then we he take note of the fact that this statement is coming to us from someone who has seen personally hard times and difficulty in their life. They have seen personally, they have dealt personally with such things as pain and loss, adversity and conflict. And they, th with this type of advice and, and encouragement is coming to us from someone who has struggled, who has fallen, who has gotten back up, who has had to overcome some things in their life and has had to face some challenges in their life. When you take note of the fact that this type of encouragement is coming to us from that kind of person, then it gives weight. It gives gravitas. It gives substance and meaning to what that person is saying to us. Now, I want for us to take note of just a couple things, just a couple things of what the word of God says to us that Paul personally went through. So hold your finger here in Philippians and let's look real quickly to 2 Corinthians. The first place I want for us to go is 2 Corinthians, the sixth chapter. Notice what Paul says was there. This is just a small glimpse of his personal testimony. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 4, it says, But in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God, in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in watchings, in fasting, by pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfeigned, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. Lord have mercy. Paul says, that's just a small glimpse into my testimony. In, in much patience. Now, 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 I wish I had time to, to exegete that text, but I'll we'll leave it alone. Paul says, in much patience, in, 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 in stripes. I've been beat many times. I've been in prison many times. I've been in tumults many times. 
We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on this station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax-deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. Now let's look over to 2 Corinthians, the 11th chapter. 2 Corinthians, the 11th chapter. Notice what Paul says there, starting at verse 23. He says, he says, Paul says there, he says, Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors, more abundant. In stripes, above measure. In prisons, more frequent. In death, oft or often. I've had multiple death threats. Of the Jews, five times received I 40 stripes, save one. I was beaten 39 times, five different times. Lord have mercy. Thrice I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeyings often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watching often, in hunger and thirst, in fasting often, in cold and nakedness, besides those things that are without that which comes upon me daily, the care of all the churches. So apart from all the stuff that I'm having to deal with outside from other folk, I got, a, I got the care of the churches, dealing with the churches and church folk. I got to deal with that also. Lord have mercy. Now jump down to verse 32. It says, in Damascus, the, gover- the governor under Arturus, Artemis, the king kept the city of the, Mas- of the Damascenes with a garrison, desirous to apprehend me. And through a window in a basket, I was let down by the wall and escaped his hands. Paul says, I had to take a trip in a basket. (laughs) I had to go on a basket journey just to escape somebody that was trying to kill me. How many of you got that testimony? How many of you got that testimony? You took a trip in a basket. Lord have mercy. And so, dear ones, when we take note of the fact of who it is that is giving to us this kind of encouragement, it adds weight to it. It gives substance and gravitas, meaning to what this person is saying to us. And then when you take all those other things, but then you top the like the cherry on the top of the cake, you top it off by the fact that Paul is saying this at the very time he's sitting in a Roman prison awaiting the verdict on whether or not his life is going to be taken or not. 
So he's sitting in prison and he's saying, don't worry about nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Be careful for nothing. Lord have mercy. I, I don't know if I could write that. I'd be writing, get me out of here. <laughs> you know, Jesus, help me. Peter, Peter, where are you at? <laughs> I, I don't know. Be anxious. Be, don't worry about anything. And so, as I said, there was when we take note of the fact that who it is that is saying this to us, it has weight, it has meaning to these words. But the other thing that we want to take note of, dear, is, is I'd like for us to notice the wisdom of God that is displayed not only by what it is that is said to us. The wisdom of God is displayed not only by what is said to us, but also in the very way that it is said to us. The wisdom of God, as I said, there was is displayed in this text, not simply by what is said to us, it's displayed in how it's said to us. Because dear ones, first notice, as we look at the text, first notice that we are given an exhortation concerning what it is that we should do. The exhortation is be careful for nothing. Don't worry about anything. That's the exhortation of what we are or what we are being encouraged to do. Then we are given some instruction concerning how we are to go about doing it. The instruction is, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. That's the instruction concerning how we are to go about doing this. But dear ones, what we want to notice is that what we are not given is we are not given any type of explanation or reason for why we are to do things in this way. We're not given any explanation. We're not given any reason for why we should do things in this way. Now, in the context that we are dealing with right here, dear ones, a reason or an explanation would usually begin with the word because. Because would be the word that would start any type of explanation or any type of reason that the Lord would give to us for why we are to do it this way. And so we, it would say something like this. Be careful for nothing because you have nothing to worry about. Be careful for nothing because God will always solve all your problems before they even get to you. Be careful for nothing because. You will never experience anything in this life that will be serious enough for you to have to worry about. The wisdom of God, there was is seen in that while the Lord does give to us some encouragement concerning what we are to do, and he does give to us some instruction concerning how we are to do it, he does not try to hide or excuse or dismiss the reality that all of us will experience in this life things that have the capacity to cause us to worry. Amen. The Lord doesn't try to hide the fact. In this life, you're going to go through some stuff that will have the capacity to cause you to worry. And dear ones, we're told in John 16, verse 33, Jesus said, in this life, you shall experience tribulation not might not could not possibly shall experience tribulation and so the lord does not try to hide from us the fact that issues challenges will come to us in life that will have the capacity and the ability to cause us to worry and so the wisdom of god is seen in that the lord does not try to 
present to us some rosy picture that has us believing that we can live life in a carefree manner and never have to deal with anything that could cause us to be alarmed or to have to worry over. The Lord doesn't try to present to us some rosy picture like many of the preachers today are trying to do. They try to present some rosy picture of what it is to be a follower of Jesus. And you'll ne- problems will just magically disappear. Issues will just magically go away. You will never have to stress over anything. You'll never have to worry about nothing. Nothing will cause you to lose sleep at night. Nothing will cause your blood pressure to rise. God will just take care of everything for you and you will be able to go through life easy, rosy, and carefree. Preachers may try to say that. God doesn't. God doesn't try to hide the fact. No, no, no. You need to understand. Because of what happened in Eden, you're going to have some trouble in this life. Because of what what took place in the Garden of Eden, because of what Adam and Eve did, things going to happen. And you're going to have to deal with some stuff. That has the capacity to cause you to worry. By the Lord leaving out any type of explanation out of what he says to us here. He is essentially saying to us, dear ones. He's he's essentially saying to everybody, listen, listen. I ain't going to lie to you. The struggle is real. (laughs) The struggle is real. And you're going to go through some stuff. But I want you to know I am the one who can give you victory in your struggle, victory through your struggle, and victory over your struggle. Thank you, my Lord. Amen. Lord says, I ain't going to lie to you. Amen. Things going to come. But I'm the one that can help you and give you victory in it, through it, and over it. And dear ones, I, 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 I wrote that out. The Lord gave me that and I wrote it out. But then he said, no, you need to add one more thing. So this is an addendum to what the Lord gave me to say. I had to add an addendum, Brother Darrell. The addendum is this. Any gospel that comes to you that does not honestly and truthfully admit and accept the reality of hardship and difficulty in this life, but, on, but they acknowledge it and admit that life does get hard. Life can be difficult, but it also points you to Jesus as our hope during those difficulties, as our hope during those troubles, as our strength during those trials. Any gospel that doesn't do those two things, dear ones, is not a gospel. It is not good news. It is nothing more than a deception and a lie. It is nothing more than a deception and a lie. And so, and so, dear ones, as I said, the, the Lord comes to us and he says, be careful for nothing. But he does not try to hide the fact you will experience difficulty, but I can help you, you. deal with your difficulty. You. I can help you yes. to deal with worry. Thank you, Thank but secondly, dear ones, secondly, notice that while the Lord in his wisdom does not give to us a because in this text, he does give to us a but. Notice the text. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. The Lord does not give us a because, but he does give us a but. Because a because, as I said, it would be an explanation or a reason for it. But a but, dear ones, but is a conjunction. 
And in this context, this conjunction is, is placed here because it is trying to elicit and encourage from us a change in our thoughts. Amen. He's trying to elicit and encourage a change in our perspective. He's trying to get us to change our approach to things concerning how we begin to address those things that have the capacity to cause us to worry. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life.